You are now listening to the In Between Rounds podcast with Gabe Ojeda and Pach Estrada, your weekly MMA habit and the only Filipino mixed martial arts podcast that matters. Holy shit. We're back, dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, a week of inactivity, but you know what? Ring rust. We're going to shake mm-hmm. it off. Back Just again. like Leon Edwards in 2020. Sharp, except that fifth round. <laughs> No, I meant the inactivity. Yeah. <laughs> we weren't that inactive. No, we're, this we're is a week. Yeah, this is yeah. a week. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about that earlier, but, you know, because we, well, I missed the fight night last weekend, mm-hmm. right? Because I know we normally talk about stuff that we only feel like talking about, mm-hmm. but we're going to try and make an effort to watch more UFC. Yes, sir. You know, just so we have something to cover every week. And if it doesn't really tickle our fancy, then we'll, we'll find a topic to talk about. Yeah, you know? we'll, we'll power through. I think the the great company that Dana has made definitely turns out a lot of content. And uh, I mean, we were looking at the fights that are coming up, right? Uh, a lot of them feel like filler fights to get to a mm-hmm. big stage. We got Edson Barbosa versus Giga Chikese. I hope I pronounced that right. Uh, Brun- uh, Brunson versus Till. Um, we also got Volkanovski versus Ortega, which I think is actually going to be pretty good. Mm-hmm. And I think the last, on October 3, that's the furthest fight that's scheduled. It's going to be S- Santos versus Walker. So, you know what? It's, it's It looks pretty promising. I can't wait for those marquee fights. And speaking of marquee fights, we got to talk about what happened last weekend. Again, real quick, Kel- Kelvin Gastelum versus Jared Cannonier. It was actually a really close fight, so we should mm-hmm. definitely watch that, watch it back. Because a lot of people thought uh, Gastelum got won. it. Yeah, but Canineer, you know, all judges scored it for Canineer. Never leave it in the hands of the judges. Yeah. Never true. leave it in the hands of the judges. I feel like that should be like a segment on our podcast or something. That's that's a good saying, right? Never leave it in the hands of anyone else besides yourself. We should. You know, we should meet and do like, we should have like a brainstorm session about like mm. segments. And then, and that's just an excuse for us to drink some proper 12 and hang Rooms out. Wait, that, that's for everyone. Proper it's, meeting. There we go. Yeah, also, I just want to say we are very committed mm-hmm. to this podcast. Oh, 100%. To the point where if there's nothing happening, we'll, we'll fucking talk about top 10 greatest Tyrone Woodley rap songs. That's it. <laughs> that's what we're going to do. Number one, beat your ass. Sorry. Number one, that. beat your ass. Yeah, or you know, we'll do top top five greatest Conor McGregor suits, you know, things like that. I, I like the like one. That. I like the one he wore out with. Uh, sorry, we're segueing, but the one he wore out for the Mayweather fight. The one it was a few pinstripes. Yeah, that was the that best was, one. That, that That's the number good. one. That was pretty good. Yeah, that, that was, was a iconic. very nice outfit. Uh, I, speaking of iconic, we just gotta clean stuff up. You know, what? Uh, the fight night that just happened. Shout outs to Ignacio. Uh, that had like the knockout of the night. Beautiful Jesus spin Christ. kick. Edson Barbosa levels. Like, I think it topped Edson Barbosa. I know, like, E A beautiful. Yeah. And it was 10 seconds left. He heard the, he heard the clapper that, okay, 10 seconds. Then he went for it. Jesus Christ. Yeah, oh that's amazing. Took the guy's head off. Amazing. Excellent stuff. Which is better, that KO or. Joaquin Buckley's KO? Oh, dude, it's Joaquin Buckley, man. I mean, just the setup for it. Cause, right. He needed him to hold, like Joaquin Buckley's opponent needed to hold his foot in that mm-hmm. way for him to get that 
that uh, the, the force or whatever you call. I don't know. I, I don't know anything about kinetic science, but that that was beautiful poetry in motion, and it really put him on the map. I'm surprised that he woke up from that knockout. Both of these guys devastating, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this looks like it could kill you. Yeah, hundred percent. And so, it, it, what's scary is like the whiplash too, right? You're exactly the head snapping back. The ones that you didn't see coming, like, oh, that's horrible. You, you look at his neck and his mouth is like, yeah, it's uh, it's terrible. He doesn't look human. Mm-hmm. It's look it's human. It's those moments that you feel like, oh God, what are we doing? This is terrible. This is oh my God. But it's it's the it's the beautiful and scary science of fighting, right? I love UFC, dude. It's really good. Have you ever um because like a lot of my friends, well, not a lot of my friends, but some some are saying, How can you watch that? It's so violent. Like it's exactly what what do you what do you say to that? Like exactly or because I, 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 I watch it because I, I, it is violent. I love violence, dude. Yeah. I love blood. I love it when two people are trying to knock each other out. I, well, I mean, I, I, it depends on who's asked me that, but I mm-hmm. like bring up the sportsman aspect of it. You know what? Like, because to be honest, like, Gabe, I know I, I've known you for quite a while already. We don't follow any other sport. <laughs> like, it's mm-hmm. all yeah. uh, combat sport that we follow because. I mean, as Joe Rogan said, the basketball could be canceled tomorrow. I won't care. Like, I don't, I don't know what's happening in the NBA. Like, I just very top line level. But with comp, dude, that's the truest form expression of mm. a- athletic. Uh, it is prowess. It's just hand to hand combat, and it's so good. I don't know that. I guess that's why I like the GSPs, the, the 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 boring point fighting because that that brings out the sport in it mm. for me. And it's like the truest. It's expression. a beautiful sport. It's a deadly sport. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, I, I love that you said that because you just proved that MMA can be appreciated from different perspectives. Mm. I appreciate it because I like the drama. I like the blood. I like the mm. violence. I like, I like um, seeing people's souls get snatched out of their bodies, you know, and you're watching it because you like the art yeah. of martial I, arts. I like right? the, fa- I mean, I guess this I love is that. just this uh this plays into like our preferences you seem to lot like real like knockout artists mm-hmm. i like someone that's coming up with a game plan and imposing like the khabibs the gsps right. the ones that's gonna run right through i know what you're gonna do i'm gonna run right through you though so it's like mm-hmm. not the most exciting but just the fact that he was able to impose your will like that's incredible on know. another man yeah on who thinks man. he can do the same to you exactly that's how crazy is that yeah so God, I fucking I love, love MMA. Uh, it's I so good. Love it, dude. Uh, you know, okay. All, all the UFC needs is a money in the bank ladder match. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. Uh, elimination chamber. That's what you got. Yeah, Shout outs to yeah. CM Punk, by the way. Welcome back. Best yeah, in the AEW. world. Yeah. It's about time, right? Free ice cream bars. Yeah. And for those of you who haven't heard the very first episode of this podcast, he's actually the reason why. I started watching UFC on a regular basis because the same week he announced he was joining the UFC was the same week that Conor McGregor fought Dennis Seaver. That was a good fight. So as soon as he announced he was in the UFC, I watched that fight night with Conor, and that was when I was like, holy shit, I'm a Conor. I'm in love. I'm in love. It's love at first sight. It's my boy. Question. So you you started following Connor's career, but did you follow CM Punk's career in the UFC? I did, yeah. I did. Okay. 
I did. Were you? Were you? How did you feel his walkout when he was fa- when he faced Mickey Gall? Like, uh oh, I'm scared. Like, do you, do you think he? Was I actually gonna... thought he was gonna win. He looked comfortable. He looked like he was ready. I knew he had the athleticism from wrestling, mm. but no one could have predicted that Mickey Gall was actual like an actual phenom. No one could predict. Are you serious? Yeah. I, I didn't. I, I didn't. I didn't know. I uh, I think. Well, I think a lot of people underestimated Mickey Gall because. And he yeah. was working on striking, but Mickey Gall came in with a great plan. And he like, beat Sage Northcutt. Yeah, Mickey Gall was not messing around. He's like mm-hmm. not like the the other guy that fought him. Like mm-hmm. Mickey Gall wasn't messing. He wanted to make a statement. Yeah, like, did, Mi- no shenanigans. Let me take him down, beat him up, get the W. And Mickey Gall treated CM Punk with respect mm-hmm. by doing what he did because he yeah. treated him like a real fighter. Exactly. Exactly. He, he, like you said, he imposed the game plan and mm-hmm. executed right. Unlike yeah. Mike. Mike Jackson, who toyed with CM Punk. There was no yeah. game plan there. Honestly, he didn't respect him. Yeah, it was a bad night for CM Punk that night, but you got to respect him. He was mm-hmm. really in it. But Mike Jackson, come on, dude. Like, what yeah. were you doing? Finish the fight. Yeah. And I don't necessarily believe that CM Punk ever wanted to be an MMA fighter. Mm. But what I do believe is that he was in love with the MMA lifestyle, the healthiness yeah. of it, the mm-hmm. camaraderie. You know, the nutritional aspect, the training aspect, the mental aspect. That's what he was lacking in WWE. Yeah. Like, and that he, was the best he's ever looked. Mm-hmm. He looked best great. he's ever looked. And also like in interviews, he wasn't mm-hmm. yeah. or anything. It's no. like he was he was alive. And that's what yeah. he needed. Mm-hmm. You know, and he got what he needed from the UFC. Mm-hmm. And I think that's great for him. Yeah, that's good. And now he's back. So and, and we're all happy. Back. We're going to, you know, we might sneak in some CM Punk. Yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But this is an MMA podcast. It's about fighting. And I like what you brought up with Mickey Gall. Respected CM Punk. Didn't look past him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he is a fighter. He is big competition. Because Correct. that is how Tyrone Woodley is looking oh at God. Jake Beautiful. Paul. Beautiful transition. You see that? You see what we do? We get this better. is an award-winning podcast right here. <laughs> You know, can I just say before I answer that? How about this? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It's our one-year anniversary in November. Okay. How about, how, how about that's when we like properly launch like video on this shit, dude? We could. We As could the anniversary episode. Mm. Make it a big deal. We tried it around on Facebook. Yeah, we could definitely um, spurs up the the, yeah. the OBS, the layouts, and all run that. some ads. Yeah, we'll make it a thing. Make it a thing. Exactly. Have a live studio audience on Discord. Good. A live studio Uh, audience. Wow. Okay. Right. Right. Good. Mm -hmm. Okay. Anyway, fucking Tyrone Woodley. Mm -hmm. That's correct. I totally agree with you on that because he did say Mm -hmm. in the one and only press conference for Tyrone Woodley versus Jake Paul um, that he said (laughs) he was training like he was fighting Mike Tyson. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's what true fighters do. They respect the person. They respect their opponent, no matter what skill level they may be at. Mm-hmm. Because that's what champions do. And Tyron Willie's a champion. And I really hope that he gets the job done this weekend. It's this weekend, by the way, guys. So if you're not mm-hmm. aware or if you're night, not hyped at all, I don't blame you. But... <laughs> We're, our job now is to get you guys hyped. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is no. the biggest thing happening in combat sports currently. <laughs> this, that day. This Saturday, say. yeah. So 
tune in, tune in. I think it's, I, I, I can't guarantee that it's going to be a good fight, but I can mm-hmm. guarantee mm-hmm. that you will be entertained. At the yes. very least, you'll be amused. That okay. much I can promise you. So uh, just to get, you know, clean up with the context, we set the stage why people should be uh, excited about this fight. So just letting you guys know now, the fighters are going to weigh in at 190 pounds. Ooh. So this is actually the same weight when, uh, which is what Paul weighed in when he took down Ben Askren. Okay, so it's the same weight, but thinking about Tyron Woodley's weight, he was a welterweight, right? That's that's 170. Yeah, he cuts. So he, he cuts. He cuts weight. So it is. He's again. Jake Paul is huge. Like you saw in the stairs, right? He's yeah, a he's huge, huge dude. So we know he can make weight because that was the weight he did with uh mm-hmm. with with Ben Askren. But I have to say, like we watched the countdown, right? And I watched like some people, like like Joe Rogan, um, a lot of a lot of the analysts give their mm. two ta- their their two cents on this. And you have to admit, if you watch Jake Paul's fights, he he knows how to fight. Let, let's he does. Spade spade. Let's, let's, knows- let's put that aside. He knows how to box. Yeah. And him going after Tyron Woodley, I would say, I, I said, like, it's respectable. Think- it's respectable, but he couldn't think of a better target because it's like, you know, if Tyron wins, like, yeah, he's a world beater. But then mm-hmm. also, if Jake wins, he also has that excuse for him to still be the villain. Oh, you know what? Tyron's at the twilight of his career. He clearly, he has how many losses? He's getting these guys. Mm-hmm. Jake Paul is still being the villain in this. And I think he's, uh, making the most out of it, but I like it when he takes off the villain hat and he just bees himself. Like I, that's what I like too. He's a very sensible person when he's not doing the whole gimmick. Yeah, right. He he has a very good opinion on things, except for his feud with Dana. I don't like that. I don't appreciate that. Um, Dana, Dude, I feel like Jake Paul's smart enough to know that what he's saying isn't true. Like so, he's just yeah. again, it's for the clout. It's for the, the exactly the so headlines. Yeah, and to kind of add to what you just said, Dana White did address that on the Nelk Boys podcast, the Full Send podcast. Shout out to the Nelk Boys. I really want to hang out with those guys one day. But anyway, (laughs) Dana White said, what better way to create headlines than start a feud with me? Mm -hmm. Truth. Yeah. Facts. That's it. Start a feud with Dana White. Yeah, if you want to make your name uh, mm-hmm. known in the world of combat sport, yeah, mm-hmm. go after the leader. Go after the, the person that made it what it is today. Yeah. So You know, and the thing is, you know, when Jake Paul runs this whole fighter should get paid more into the ground, people are going to ask him, okay, what are you going to do about it? Mm-hmm. What are you going to do about it? Yeah, sure, it's hot right now. You, you, you can keep saying it in every interview you do. But when push comes to shove, what are you going to do about it? Mm. There we go. Right? Then, what are you going to do to help the fighters? And, well, I mean, he had that, that, that promotion of Puerto Rico, right? Like, well, not really a promotion. I mean, but that's like, like for, like, yeah, for kids. Know, yeah, for but kids. I really think he's setting himself up to actually make his own promotion. I mean, Triller was like, he was co producing that or something. So maybe he's pretty smart in that aspect because. Yeah, he's feuding with Dana because he's already setting up that he's going to probably come up with his own promotion, I think. I wouldn't be surprised if he did that. But if he did, then he would know. Yeah. Then he would know mm-hmm. what it's like to do something remotely close to what Dana White does on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Jake wants that kind of responsibility. Not yet. But if he does, let's see. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Let's see if you can pay 
everybody the same amount like you say you do. Let's yeah. see if you pay your top fighter the same amount as your lowest fighter. Oof. That's tall Let's order. See. Let's mm. see. Right? You, Is, got your, you got top billing fighter. You pay him a million. And your lowest billing fighter, okay, pay him a million too. Mm-hmm. Let's see if you can get that money back. See, that's the thing, right? Um, Dana knows that the fight game is like this. Mm-hmm. And are, you gonna, are they going to sell merch? Are they going to sell tickets? Are they going to sell pay-per-view? Are they going to sell mm-hmm. what? Yeah. Go, let's see. Go, pay everyone a million. Let's see if you can make that money back. I feel like you're scolding me, man. I'm sorry. I get it. I get it. it it's it's again, it, it, in a perfect world, that's what it's supposed to be, right? But you're a marquee name for a reason. Mm-hmm. You can handle the pressure. You can put butts in seats. Mm-hmm. And you can see, you can clearly see when a star has transcended. We saw it with Jorge Masvidal. We saw it with Dustin Poirier. We saw it mm-hmm. with these guys. And when they transcend uh, the status quo and they're able from journeyman to becoming the the stars. And again, Jake Paul really knows how to use his assets to his advantage. He has already a following. He brought that there. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I just feel like fighters don't see that. Jake Paul yeah. did, did the hard work being a YouTuber. Yeah. And I mean, Dana White did say, you know, Triller's been blowing up his phone since way back when, right? So let's see. Speaking of Triller, you know what the next event's going to be? So the next Triller event would be, are you ready for this one? Hit me. Vitor Belfort versus Oscar Ooh, okay. De La Hoya. Oh. <laughs> um, 18 days. 18 days. But you know what else is going to be in that event? The undercard? It's going to be Anderson Silva versus Tito Ortiz. Okay, I like that. What the H, dude? See, but you know what? When I, when I hear these things, I'm just mm-hmm. like, yeah. These are fucking MMA UFC superstars. Mm-hmm. But dang, and that's I, awesome. I'm, actually, I'm more excited for the Silva versus Ortiz one, to be honest. But De La Hoya versus Belfort. What are you going to uh, do? Go, go up. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, I'm not going to go there. No uh, way. What are you going <laughs> to do? Show up in high heels or what? Well, I don't know. He might just he might commentate while he boxes, dude. I don't oh know. Oh, God, dude. But, dude, this is the trailer. I'm not sure if they even have, like, a sanctioned, uh, like, drug testing. So, dude, TRT. Vitor, 100%. 100%. He's going to destroy Oscar De La Hoya. Dude, you, know you know what's crazy? It's a 69% vote for Oscar De La Hoya versus Vitor Belfort. I'm like, dude, have you guys not seen Vitor? Come on. He's insane. Come on. They've, ne- they've clearly never seen Vitor Belfort knock out Luke Rockhold in his UFC debut. Oof. Oof. But with Silva, though, versus Ortiz, the, the prediction, I would say, yeah, 63% versus, uh, well, no, hang on. What's the thing? But yeah, it's eighty-two percent for Anderson and eighteen percent for Ortiz, which makes ridiculous, sense. dude. I would, I would actually go for Anderson Silva over Tito Ortiz. Oh, Anderson Silva's favorite. Yeah. Favorite, oh yeah, right? under Anderson Silva for sure. You know, for the Huntington Beach bad no! boy with your, with, with your look. No, right now. I don't like Tito Ortiz. But you, you look like to. family to him. <laughs> I know, right? But Tito Ortiz, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Can you I'm wait? Gonna, wait. I'm watch the oh lead my up. god! Can you imagine? They're actually the same age. They're both forty-six years old. That's insane. That's insane. Actually, th- I thought Silva was younger. I same here because T- it seemed like Tito Ortiz retired so early. I know. 
Lois That's Anderson hilarious. Still, dude, that's crazy. Okay. And I don't know. Anderson looked pretty good in his previous boxing mm-hmm. match. But I don't know. Yeah, but Tito so, Ortiz is a big dude, man. He is. But can I just say, we're talking about these type of fights just because of Jake Paul. He's the one that started all this. Like mm-hmm. the Paul brothers. And now we're having this avenue of fighting as well. And we have to talk about it because, you know, we're a professional podcast. You got to talk about these type of fights. Fucking Jake but Paul. official, you were talking about official predictions aren't even up for Paul versus Woodley. I'd be lying if I said I wasn't excited. I'm not hyped, but I'm excited. All right. You know what? Let's see how much this fucking thing costs, actually. Okay. Oh, you're thinking about getting Showtime right now? include oh my god 59.99 no no what other what are, what are the what's the undercard i mean what's even the say oh wow oh six <laughs> fights jake paul versus tyrone woodley uh-huh amanda serrano versus yamileth mercado oh that was the one he was sponsoring right the ivan Byrne. i don't know any of these dudes you know how much triller costs can i let you know how much it's 14.99 on triller on Triller, if you buy the Oscar Del Hoyo version, oh, okay. oh, this is Showtime, that's why. Yeah, it's Showtime, that's why. No, I'm not gonna pay for this. Would you pay for Oscar Del Hoyo? I would, versus I would, I would. 15's not bad, 15's not bad for something like that where it's not real fighting. That's fine. <laughs> it's 59.99. Come on, come on. Ridiculous. Do you think, do you, so, do you think this is a fixed fight though? Because right, remember we were talking about the other Jake Paul fight. We we're like, dude, Ben took a dive. Ben took a dive. Let's just let's just get that out of the way. Ben took a dive. Tyrone Woodley, on the other hand, very very hard to tell. Can I just say that? Dang, Ben Askren, like, what happened? Fuck man? him, dude. Like from once he got to UFC, his stock has plummeted. Yeah. Once he, I remember he took- one was making like a, such a huge deal about him before. I'm like, all right, okay, let's see, let's see your boy in the UFC. Let's see him in the UFC. Well, Dude. guess fucking what? He won against Robbie Lawler. He ended his legacy with a boxing fight against Jake Paul. Another number to Jake Paul, right? And it's, it was actually really de- like, man, if he just retired from one. His mystique could have been mm-hmm. untouched. Yeah. But he went to UFC again. Great. Okay. That's good. Good on him. But the way he handled that win against Robbie Lawler was mm-hmm. like super cowardly. Like, oh, I don't feel like I need to fight him again. I'm like, dude. Yeah. He wasn't out. And yeah. It looked it's- like he was out. Like, I don't, I don't uh, blame Herb Deem for stopping it because it did look like he was out. Right. Ben Askren just sucks. He just sucks. And sucks I guess Donkey I, did. I, donkey doo-doo. Uh, donkey I, feel, doo-doo. I feel the worst because I was the one defending him, right? I was like, uh, okay, you know what? Let, let's, let's, let's try to get behind Ben Askren, you guys. Maybe, no, maybe no. he's the savior. Fuck MMA. that dude. Fuck that dude. <laughs> but in terms of but Woodley, though. Mm-hmm. But anyway, just to end. There's only one thing I can thank Ben Askren for. And I think you know. It's making George Masvidal a <laughs> fucking superstar. So thank yeah. you, Ben Askren, for that. Yeah, he was already on his way to stardom, right? But that just yeah. accelerated mm-hmm. him further. Everything else, fuck you. Yeah. 
that knockout of his, I think, is just going to be etched in history. 100%. And, and people will be like, who's that curly haired dude? They're going to be writing it. about that in the history books. Yeah. They're going to etch his name in stone. Ben Askren? <laughs> George Masvidal. There you go. They're going to make a statue of that knockout. And speaking of George Masvidal, what do you think about his prediction? What's his prediction? That Tyron Woolley's going to knock Jake Paul out? Yeah, he says. I hope so. Yeah, he says he got hands, bro. I hope so. Well, Tyron Woodley, right, to kind of, you know, has been saying the, the right things, right? Mm-hmm. He said on Ariel Helwani's show, he's representing the OGs for real. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. the real people that really stand for something, whether the fuck that means. But it sounds like. Yeah, we saying the right things or whatever that means. <laughs> you know, whatever the fuck that means. But it sounds genuine. It sounds real. It sounds like he's really going to go in there and try and kill Jake Paul, which I mm. sincerely hope he tries and do. Yeah. And he's got hands. He's got Tyrone hands. Woodley was at one point the scariest person in the UFC's welterweight division. 100%. Yeah. yeah. No cap. He was... He was actually, yeah, he won his title via with his hands. A right? vicious knock knockout. Out. Yeah. Knocking people out. So mm-hmm. that's the thing, though. People were trying to analyze, you know what? Uh, he has looping shots, which, you know, that's where he gets most of his, his highlights from. But in boxing, I don't know. He can't really do that. But he's been, I don't know. I, I, it's tough. It's I tough, just, right? I, I want Tyron to win. Because I, I know if he loses, you're going to be a Jake Paul simp. I'm not gonna be a Jake Paul. Yeah, all right. Don't don't say that. I know, Paulson. I know, I know you, Jake. I it's know. gonna it's gonna take a lot more than that. I know it's you. gonna take a lot more than that. If if Jake can can conduct himself like a real man in the next few months, if he does win, what is or, a real man? Mm-hmm. I mean, just not the gimmick stuff. Just not the gimmicky stuff. I want to see the real Jake Paul. Okay. Win or lose, win or lose. That's what I want to see. Okay. But it's gonna it's gonna take a lot. It's not gonna be overnight. I'm gonna, gonna reference this episode. I'm gonna, I'm gonna play this. I'm gonna, gonna play this back to you. Long courtship. And you're gonna send me an interview, with Jake Paul. Man, Jake Paul is 100. He's yeah. a real deal. He's a he's a he's a, he 120. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's gonna take a lot more. It's gonna take a lot more. I I I I, I really want Tyron Woodley to win, and all signs point to him winning. If you consider okay. this a real fight. Okay, so that's your official prediction. We're giving the in between rounds official prediction. You think you got you got Jake you got uh Tyron Woodley? <laughs> You're really thinking about this one. Okay, are we assuming it's a real fight? We have to. We have to. Then yes, it's Tyron Woodley. It's Tyron Woodley KO in the second round. Second round. Whoa. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, you brought up something that I want to visit again. Okay, what? You said Jake Paul is cutting down to 190. Mm-hmm. Right, Tyron Woodley cuts down to 170, which means his walking weight might be 190. Mm-hmm. Right, so Jake Paul might have a size advantage on fight night. He that's might. Huge. Well, that's the thing, right? He already did against Ben Askren, so uh, I don't know what his walking around weight, but he looks a lot taller. So I, my my bet or my prediction is. This might actually go all rounds, like all 12. Maybe. Are they going are, are they going 12 rounds? I'm not sure. I don't even know. Because I, I think the game plan for Tyron Woodley is not to get hit at the start. Like <laughs> the game plan. Yeah, with some good shit. <laughs> pa, pa. Don't get hit. Don't get hit. 
come home with a pocket full of cash. That should be the game plan. Absolutely. No, I think he wants to tire him out. That's what I think that would be the proper game plan because Jake Paul's never saw past the second round. He's always had knockouts for his second round. Mm-hmm. So I think he wants to take him to unfamiliar territory, then throw those looping hooks just to try to knock him out. So pressure him, not go all out just yet, turtle up, test, test the waters. But then again, yeah, I think as the rounds go longer, it's Tyron's, it, mm-hmm. it, it's Tyron's victory. Yeah, and, and here, here's what's percolating in my head, right? Okay, let's hear the percolating. Let's go. Okay, Jake Paul needs a legitimate win, right? Mm-hmm. As we've been saying since the beginning. Mm-hmm. Tyrone Woodley fills in that need for legitimacy. Okay. Right? And I think that Jake Paul is mistaken about the version of Woodley that he's going to get. I think that he thinks he's getting this Woodley that's been getting his ass beat for the last few years. Mm. Right? I think Jake Paul feels he can take advantage of this weakened Tyrone Woodley. And I think he's very, very wrong about that. Oof. I think for Tyrone Woodley... To, you know, he's been underperforming in the UFC. And we talked about this before. He's been beaten by the best currently yeah, at dude. 170. Not just his, any Tom, Dick, and Harry. His his losses, dude. Vicente Luque looks like a world beater now. Kamaru Usman. Usman Colby, Colby Covington. Dude, they're all top fighters. They're, dude, they're, they're currently in the mix. Mm-hmm. One of them is champion. One of them is fighting for the title next. And the third is next in line. Yeah. Who was the other guy that beat him? Um, that was it. Three that was it, right? Lost. Yeah, three fights. Kid. Let me double check. Let me double check because I don't want to get but, this wrong. Yeah, go for it. But if I recall correctly, yeah, you are right. It is a three fight skid with those three top build names. Again, mm-hmm. it's just it sucks because um, it, it was consecutive. But if you read really and Gilbert names, Burns. Oh, Burns! Right? Yeah, I totally fucking Gilbert Burns. Burns. These you, are the yeah. best of the best right now. Jeez, I apologize for about Gilbert Burns, but <laughs> dang, dude, that's right. four fight skid. But look at who he's faced. Look at look at their look at their pedigree mm-hmm. as well. Killers, exactly. And if Jake Paul knew who these people were, or are rather, mm-hmm. I, I would think twice about fighting Tyrone Woodley. Mm-hmm. Right, because I think Jake Paul may have bought into his own hype a little bit. Ooh. Right, because he's like a huge hype chain right now. And I wouldn't put it past him to believe his own hype. And I think he he feels he can knock out Tyron Woodley, but I don't think that's gonna happen. I think <laughs> I think the Tyrone Woodley that we all know and love is gonna show up this weekend. Wait, you're saying you love Tyron Woodley now? No! <laughs> no! But I'm saying in general, right? Like, okay. The Tyron Woodley of I, old. I thought I got you there. Okay. The Tyron Woodley of old. Uh-huh. I think that's the version of Woodley that Jake Paul's going to get. Mm-hmm. I think Jake Paul just smells blood in the water. There's a built in narrative there. He's the best friend of Ben Askren, some guy he just knocked out. You know, Tyrone Woodley's around the same age. He's supposedly on his way out. Mm-hmm. 
And it, it just checks all the right boxes, right? Hype, legitimacy, skill, right? But I think he he miscalculated. I think he miscalculated this one. Oof. I think Tyron Woody's gonna show the so, fuck up. So two second round knockout. Because we yeah. have the same, we have the same bet. It's yeah. it's Tyron Woodley that's gonna take this yeah. one. I think he's gonna show the fuck up, dude. Okay. I think he's cool. gonna show the fuck up. I bet. That once he starts walking out, you're gonna my phone's gonna be buzzing like he didn't show up. No, he didn't show up. What is he? I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. No, no, no. I wouldn't be surprised if he has an unspoken agreement with Dana White. Like, hey, Mm -hmm. if you knock this kid out, yeah, I'll send you a check for two million dollars. Actually, I think Dana. If you were Dana White, would you not want? Would you not do that? That's two million dollars well spent. I would say Are you, that's that's a good investment. No, yeah. yeah, let's not talk about it. Let's keep it just between you and I. Mm-hmm. I don't care what kind of fucking arrangement you made with Jake Paul if there is one. But if you do this, if you do this, I'll give you fucking two million dollars. But they don't have the best relationship. So Dude, what what better way uh-huh. to mend the bridge? Exactly. Oh, God, that's a good one. That's good prediction. Right? Uh-huh. I mean, if I hated someone and he was fighting someone that I didn't like, I would call him. Enemy of my like, enemy. Hey, man. My friend. Let's go. I know we don't like each other, but hey, I want you to take this guy out mm-hmm. and I'll pay you. Oof. Send Dude. location. Send location. You, you st- it is foolish. Mm-hmm. It's foolish for anyone to assume. Tyrone Woodley and Dana White have not spoken since that fight was booked. You would be foolish mm-hmm. to think that. Yeah. Dana I White's think... a fucking master, man. Yeah, he is. He knows how to he knows how to just spin the narrative and also, you know, put it in his favor. And yeah, I think there's no dirty business done there. It's just a, another yeah. motivator. Like, it's like, hey, hey, you knock him out, I... send you two million bucks. And that's the thing. I'm sure that uh it's at Dana is confident in Tyrone. And if you do this, mm-hmm. that's a good one. It's yeah. an escrow. It's an and, escrow. Yeah. And I don't think Dana ever disliked Tyrone. I just think that Dana felt the same way we did. He just never connected with the fans in the way that you know we wanted him to. Mm-hmm. And that's just that's just the way it is. That's just that's it. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. Yeah. You know, but dude, this could be his time. This this is his moment, dude. Okay, I'm excited. Are you excited now? I'm, I'm excited. I'm hyped, dude. Okay, see, after every, I'm ready. This, once we discuss things, we get yourself hype. We get everyone hype. Hopefully, everyone that's listening. Mm-hmm. So there we have it. There you have it. Our official prediction is Tyron Woodley. Uh, Gabe is at two two rounds. Let's I go. maybe all twelve rounds. I would believe. Mm-hmm. I, I'm seeing. I'm thinking maybe TKO. He's gonna gas him out. He's going to try to gas him out, use his, uh, his light frame mm-hmm. to try and uh, yeah, tire him out. He's going he's gonna to go yeah. smart with this with the smart pick. He's gonna if Tyrone Woodley out. can survive an absolute domination from Kamaru Usman for 25 minutes, I'm pretty sure he can survive 12 three-minute rounds with Jake Paul. Yeah. That's just the truth, dude. And there's no way he's gonna enter like into a firefight like Vicente Luque. And Vicente Luque is made of steel. Like he's no way. No way. No way. Y- yeah. He's made a poor mistake, and I think he's gonna pay for it dearly. Oh. 
put that put that as the ending quote all right boom okay ladies and gentlemen <laughs> anything else you want to say before we wrap this one up yes sir yes sir um Poch and i we made it to twitch affiliate Let's so go. check us out on twitch um I'll put it in the description yeah, yeah put in the description twitch.tv forward slash sicko gabe Potch is twitch.tv forward slash what is it spicy potch yes sir yes spicy sir potch, p-o-c-h right mm-hmm. check us out there um happy to be back i'm super happy we did this episode mm-hmm. and yeah we're back not that we, we left but you know yeah we're back we miss exactly. you guys we miss you <laughs> motherfuckers so on that note it. ladies and gentlemen it. we should set up a donation page yeah on that note dude yeah, do you want to sign us go. up? No, I'm gonna fix. Up? I'm gonna fix some stuff for sure. Okay, I'm gonna fix it. All right. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of In Between Rounds. That's Gabe. I'm Poch. We have been your hosts. Thank you so much for listening, and we have we will see you at the next round. Peace. Be good. Behave. Oh my God, it wasn't recording. Oh no. Been listening to the In Between Rounds podcast with Gabe Ojeda and Pacha Strada, your weekly MMA habit and the only Filipino mixed martial arts podcast that matters. Be sure to subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or anywhere podcasts are available to get new, fresh weekly episodes. For more content and updates, please follow us on Instagram at In Between Rounds PH.